This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to Obsessed Podcast with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. We're recording live at the San Francisco Sketchfest in a wonderful venue called Piano Fight. I love that title. It is both musical and violent, and I just love that combination. Uh, we're doing this live show here at Sketchfest. I've done a lot of live shows, and I've usually tried to come up with like really exciting interesting specific topics we've done like marvel movies and cats and dogs and star wars and this time i just asked my two guests i said what are you obsessed with i'm going to take whatever you say and it's going to be a live show and then i said does it interact with each other there are two topics in any way and so here we are doing a live show about misunderstood water creatures yeah a tepid round of applause for misunderstood water creatures, which seems appropriate. Uh, so you're going to hear about uh, sharks, you're going to hear about the creature from the Black Lagoon, and I'm going to mention Aquaman several times. <laughs> to help me with that are our wonderful guests. Uh, first, he's a writer, an actor, a comedian, and one half of the Mads Are Back. It's Trace Bullyou. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much for being here, Trace. Thank you. Thank you for having a San Francisco I could go to. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to San Francisco. I'm mayor. Uh, and next, she's a writer, a host, founder of Skeptic.org, and creator of this science game show, Quizatron. It's Rebecca Watson. I live here. It's not a big deal. <laughs> in this bar. You yeah, live in this, this bar. Yeah, this is where I live. Yeah. This is where we do Quizatron. So every once a month, I roll out of bed walk onto stage, and I put on a show. It's great. <laughs> Very easy. Putting on a show is the only reason you get out of bed. Why else would you get out of bed, Joseph? Well, let's find out as we talk about your obsession. That was oh, such a yeah. game show transition. <laughs> let's find out, Rebecca. You're a professional. I try. Uh, I just know how much ground we have to cover. Let's start with you, Trace. You are obsessed with the film The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Not just the film, but the, the creature, the actors involved... Everything about it, the color green. <laughs> the lifestyle. The lifestyle and being underwater. <laughs> okay, I, I'm curious for the audience, so I'm going to ask, by applause, how many people have seen The Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah. They know. It's good, right? <laughs> and if everybody agreed it was good, then the podcast would just be over. That would be it. We'd be done. Uh, but for people who maybe haven't seen it recently, can you give us a brief description of The Creature from the Black Lagoon and tell us basically why you like it? Uh, it's a universal international picture, um, and a group of scientists are going up the Amazon to harass... Uh, uh, a creature that lives all alone by himself in a pool of water called a lagoon and they are assholes uh, uh, along the way they have some adventures they just really disrupt the life of the sea creature and it's not fair and I've always felt like I was that sea creature Joseph like, I'm feeling a lot of victim blaming coming from this side because they, they die, right? Do they die? The, not everyone dies. <laughs> Just the, the right people die. <laughs> if that makes you feel better. No! No? <laughs> no, those are human beings, and he is a swamp thing? No, that's different. Is that well, different? He's, he, he's kind of half human, half fish. It's ambiguous. We don't know exactly what he thinks and feels because he has those big Am eyes. Amphibious, and that... I think amphibious. is the word. Amphibious. <laughs> okay, ambiguous, amphibious, yes. Oh, that word you were using. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so you like it because you identified with the creature. You I, feel like yes. you are also living in a lagoon and assholes are bothering you. Uh, yes, I live in the woods now. As a child, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I identified it differently as a child because uh, I just like the underwater nature of it and being underwater and being alone. And I took up scuba diving because of this movie. Wow. 1974, I was certified. Uh, Nawi. Any Nawi out there? <laughs> Any Patty? <laughs> Fuck you guys. I, <laughs> I have no idea what this rivalry is. 
between the Nowie and the Patty. I, I would think that, that's, that's from that's Avatar. That's the most obscure applause line I've ever heard. <laughs> Rebecca, you know what Nowie and Patty is? I do, but only because, as I'm sure we'll discuss in the future, I am also obsessed with the water. So. Okay, the future has come. Your obsession is sharks. So can you explain sharks to the audience and then tell us why you like them? Yeah, the shark is a creature that lives alone in the water, and then a bunch of assholes come. <laughs> and then the shark fucks them up, and they deserve it. People, you know, you always see, like, a news report, like, oh, a shark attack happened. This poor person was attacked by a shark. And it's like, fuck you. You just rolled into that guy's house and looked like a seal. What's he supposed to do? It's like if someone, like, dressed up like a... I don't know, like a cup of pudding or something, and went to an old folks home. <laughs> I'm picturing somebody cosplaying as what a cup would... of pudding, and then they're eaten alive yeah. by seniors. Is and that what you're saying? she was looking at me when she said pudding, cosplaying as... Yeah, it's like if someone dressed up as a cup of pudding and went to Trace's house in the woods, and he attacked them. It's like you couldn't blame Trace. Trace wants that pudding. Okay, so do you relate to sharks because you feel like they are totally blameless and can eat whoever they want <laughs> with well, just impunity? I mean, they can, yeah, <laughs> because they're stupid animals. We're, we're one of the, I'd say, top three smartest species on Earth, and uh, we're, they're one of the dumbest. They have tiny, stupid brains. They're not smart. Um, and we're like... Let's just go into their habitat and let's dress exactly like the things they like to eat. And then let's be shocked when they take a little nibble. Okay, but what I'm trying to dig down to is, are you obsessed with sharks' right to eat people? <laughs> or are you obsessed with sharks themselves? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. The well, answer they... is yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Trace, I wanted to ask you uh, specifically about the creature. Uh, I just rewatched the film. And I was trying to get to the the, uh, the heart of it. What do you think the creature actually wants? Uh, he certainly seems to be interested in the woman who is on the expedition. You know, they do this in all these old sci-fi movies. The, the, the alien, the Martian, the creature, always interested in the woman. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Human women are famously attractive to all other species. Uh, and because it annoys the men in the movie. Because there's something that supersedes their masculinity, and it's something they can't control, but they want to, so they'll shoot it with a harpoon <laughs> or set it on fire, which happens. Very phallic. Yes. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro basically almost won an Oscar for the same idea. I haven't seen that movie. Really? You haven't seen The Shape of Water? Oh, The Shape of Water. Yes, I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, Guillermo del Toro did not make a specific movie where... There was sublimation with harpoons. That didn't happen. I was. I mean, but she did fuck searching. that dick. Can I say that? Can you say she did fuck that dick? Yes. <laughs> she did fuck that dick. The fish dick. The fish dick. She went all Mrs. Paul on it. <laughs> but you, you're focused on uh, understanding the, the the plight of the creature. The creature has this weird uh, obsession with the human lady, which is 1950s filmmaking. Yes. Uh, that all creatures and aliens do find the physical form of uh, human women attractive, which is weird. But beyond that, what do, do you think the creature does just want to be left alone? Or do you feel like if they had shown up in the lagoon and said, like, here are some treats or can we pose with you for a selfie, the creature would have been like, yay, friends. It's approach. It's how you approach the situation. If they had done that and said, you're cool, we think you're cool, why don't you come back with us, <laughs> instead of trying to kill him... <laughs> Uh, they just aggravated the situation. They go into his, like you're saying, the home, and they just uh, stir up trouble. I, I, I don't... Uh, of course, there wouldn't be a movie had they not done that, so I, I kind of respect their actions. Right. <laughs> so if, I guess what I'm getting at is if there was a morally pure sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the humans were there and like, Creature, what do you want? What is it? What would they give him to, to make the creature happy? Uh, well, they don't do that. Uh, there's two sequels, <clears throat> and uh, the third one, they bring him to uh, civilization. They burn his, his pelt off, or his outer layer off, because he's, he's more human underneath. Oh, really? Yes, which is... Uh, Metaphor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> uh, but the, and then 
they, so now, then he has lungs. He develops lungs, like you do. Uh, and, but then he has this uh, compulsion to go back to the sea, which he can't, and eventually he does anyway. Sorry, I ruined the movie for you. Um, and the last shot, he drowns. Wait, so. Oh, I was about to say, did he learn Patty? <laughs> did his Patty certification? Had he learned yeah. Patty, he would have been okay. This podcast brought to you by Patty certification. Or Nowie. Or Nowie. But apparently Patty's more yeah, successful. Yeah, nobody does Nowie anymore. Okay, Rebecca, what do you want from sharks? What do you, in your obsession with sharks, what are you getting out of it? Wow, I've never really thought of it as a transactional relationship. <laughs> um, I, I mean, sharks are, uh, I did uh, insult them by saying that they're incredibly stupid. Yes, you did, um, multiple times. But they are, you know, it's, my dog is the same way. We talked about this last year. Uh, he's a moron, but I appreciate his other qualities. Um, sharks are beautiful and it's amazing to see like like here in San Francisco we get shit tons of sharks this is one of this is basically a hotbed for great white sharks particularly and uh, they can get to be like imagine you know like 20 feet imagine a shark 20 feet in length that's just that's normal <laughs> like 15 to 20 feet is normal for an adult great white shark like I'm not really great at, and I, I know this is a podcast. But look, look around, look around the room you are in right now, listener. It is probably a, if you're at your home, it's probably a max like ten feet. Like that shark would not fit in your your living room, you know. Yep. So they're 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 giant. They're they're terrifying because they can bite you in half and end you immediately. <laughs> but also, they don't want to because you're stringy and disgusting. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was on a plane last year, and I saw there's a movie that a bunch of people recommended to me because I love sharks. And they're like, oh, you should see... Um, who's, the, who's the lady that one of the sexy Ryans is married to? I wasn't prepared for a sexy Ryan quiz. I don't know. Blake Lively, thank you. Uh, Blake Lively uh, plays a surfer who goes to this uh, deserted beach somewhere, and she there's a shark, and like the the shark knocks her off her board. She basically gets stranded on this little rock, and then the next like three days, the shark is like, "I'm gonna get you," and it's like imagine you know like pudding cups. Imagine a pudding cup that somebody has already eaten all the pudding, and there's like, there's just like a tiny bit of pudding in the bottom, or it's just like the lid. You know how the lid gets a little pudding on it, uh, or, or I liken it to a, a toothpick that was once in an olive. <laughs> like that's what you the shark would be getting from Blake Lively. She weighs like you know like eighty cents tops. Okay, know? so I get the feeling that no matter how I approach this question, you're just going to describe different interactions in which sharks eats people. <laughs> well, it is what interests humans most because if it's not about us, then why would we bother? And people are obsessed with worrying about it. Like like uh, you know, our mutual friend Ken Plume won't go anywhere near the ocean because there might be a shark in there. And it's like, of course there's a shark in there. There's millions of sharks in there, but none of them want you because you're disgusting. Uh, not just Ken, everyone. <laughs> All right, let's leave that line of thought right there for a moment. Uh, Trace, if you were the creature, if you got to be the creature, you feel like you are the creature, but if you were living in that lagoon, how would you spend your days? What would you do? Oh, man, just swimming around, you know, uh, <laughs> eating other fish, which is weird, you know, because yeah. you're probably related to them. Um, you know, just uh, they don't really make it clear that there's like a, a race of these creatures. Yeah. There's just one guy. He's just all alone. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's not eating other uh, creatures from the Black Lagoon. He's eating fish. He's related to them as much as you're related to a pig, you know? That wasn't an insult. <laughs> I was just quickly looking through my family tree going, wrong. <laughs> this is a pig branch. <laughs> I think the, 
there's a fascinating thing to me. If he's the creature from the Black Lagoon, he's clearly uh, amphibious, amphibious, not ambiguous. Yes. Yes. Uh, but he's got that uh, grotto that he goes to that mm-hmm. is above the water, and it feels like it's his like little. I don't like this term, but it feels like it's his Gilman cave. Yes, like yeah. he goes there for just some quiet. Like, why does he have that grotto? What does he do in there? Um, it it appears uh, through the evidence I can see through the film that he uh, constructed a makeout pad. In the off chance some white rich people might stumble up the Amazon and one of them happened to be incredibly ginchy. And, um, uh, that's, that's my theory. It's, he needed it like somewhere above the water for the climax of a film. Yeah. Well, he was already More over the waterbed thing, so that, that wasn't cool anymore. But yeah, it, he can kind of breathe out of water, but he's better in the water. Okay. So if you had that grotto, would you spend any time in the grotto, or would you just swim around eating your distant relatives? Oh, yeah. I think he split his time really well. A little of both, you know? (laughs) In the water, out of the water. Little dry scale, get back in the water. (laughs) It's a very peaceful existence you're describing. I think he was... you know, incredibly peaceful. What has he got to do? He's not. He's got no tech. Yeah. He doesn't do anything all day. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like sit down, and drink coffee when he gets up in the morning. He probably just wakes up and goes, "I'm underwater." <laughs> <laughs> if they remade it, do you think he would have a cell phone? Because <laughs> maybe he was without he, tech because it was like the '40s. Or uh, dad joke warning: He would have a shell phone. <laughs> oh. All right, Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm done. Rebecca, <laughs> if you could be a shark, what kind of shark would you want to be? Ooh. Oh, uh, that's tough. Because there's, you know, there are a lot of different types of sharks, and all of them have an interesting fact about them. But I think I would probably want to be a cookie cutter shark, uh, because a cookie cutter shark literally just takes a chomp out of its victims. <laughs> and, like, often they'll survive. Um, at least long enough to, you know, fuck off and be discovered elsewhere with just, like, this perfect, like, my mouth-shaped cut out of them. (laughs) Which is how I treat most food, you know? Like, I'll just take a little, just a little nibble, and then I'll put it back, and I'll act like I didn't. So I feel like I'd probably be a cookie-cutter shark. Is that the actual name of the shark? That's named after the bite? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's named because of its distinctive bite. (laughs) bite marks uh it's it's pretty easy for scientists to tell because it's like this very uh, like a perfect chump just taken out of the side of a seal like like a half a gingerbread man <laughs> yeah. <kind of> shape. <laughs> yeah 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 it, they do come in various shapes there's, there's the heart there's the star there's yeah. the, there's fudgy the whale which was really santa yeah, yeah. you can collect all the bites yeah. yeah uh so do you are you joking or do you actually take bites out of like cookies and then place them back so like people can come later and discover you were there. Like that was that's Rebecca's bite. She's you know, been here. I do think it's funny to take bites out of things and then put them back like on my boyfriend's plate and then act like I have no idea what happened and suggest that he talk to like the health department about like rats or something. I just it amuses me. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, this is a question for both of you. I'd be curious, both of your answers. If you were walking down a dark alley on land and you turned a corner and you just saw a shark or the creature from the Black Lagoon, which would be more frightening to you? The creature. Why is that? Where'd you get the costume? <laughs> Very convincing. Uh, and also, you're in an alley, dude. You need to be moist. <laughs> yeah. What if it's a very moist alley? It's, <laughs> it's not that odd. Well, Most in that alleys case, are I'm, kind of moist. I'm more scared of the alley. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in a moist alley. But yeah, the shark would literally be dead. Like, yeah. Oh, good. Not goodness. not every shark needs to keep moving, you know, to survive. But all of them need to be in the water. I did understand that much factually about sharks. Yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. So it couldn't simply be want, you know, like an alley in Detroit be, and be alive. I, I want to hope this that. be an educational podcast uh-huh. <laughs> and just point out that, yeah, you don't take sharks out of the water. Okay, go on a flight of fancy with me where factually a shark somehow... We're talking about a land shark? Well, we, you're just, you don't know what it is. You turn the corner of an alley and you see either a shark that is alive oh. or the creature from the Black Lagoon that is actually the creature... Obviously, neither of them should be there. 
Which well, do you react okay, to more powerfully? Now I would say that the shark is scarier. Okay, because, why? Okay, because the shark is clearly in a situation it's not accustomed to, and it's going to be panicky. And when sharks panic, they use their mouths to uh, identify their environment. <laughs> and so they do. Uh, it's why, you know, when there's a shark attack, uh, the person usually doesn't die because it's just the shark taking a little test bite to see, like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's just like, does this have raisins in it? You bite it, and right. then you just like, It's like, yep. oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, humans are the raisins of the shark's <laughs> diet, basically. Uh, and so I don't want to be, it's like, are you a tasty morsel? Are you a, like, I'm on land now. Are you a seal walking around in a dark alley? <laughs> Let me take a little nibble. I'd be fucking terrified. But meanwhile, the creature, from what I've learned tonight, as a human female, <laughs> I definitely have a way to work with that, so to speak. Basically, I'd flash him and it'd be fine. Okay, Trace, would you flash the creature from the Black Lagoon? Uh, not in these pants, no. <laughs> it's just too much work? Uh, it, you know, I might put on a little more <clears throat> effort. If I was really going to attract the creature, I might, like, dress mermaid style. <laughs> Uh, it could go either way, because we don't know his orientation. No. Um, Good point. Uh, he's a fish. <laughs> you know? He is. Uh, if you were sure that you turned the corner and the creature was not like somebody in a costume, but you thought like for a moment, that, that really is the creature, how would you feel? Would you be excited to be like, my friend I've known for years, or would you be like, he is going to claw and eat me no matter how nice I am? I think both of those things are going to happen because I would be so happy to see it. <laughs> and uh, that's what he does to guys. He, like, he grabs them by the top and then he rips down uh, the head. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's not a good world uh, for men in the creature world. No. Would you go in for a hug? My last hug. <laughs> My last hug. The Trace Blue story. <laughs> Good children's picture book. Yeah. Only released through Lutheran Publications. <laughs> All right. It's time to talk a little bit about Aquaman. Not really Aquaman, but as we know, we Aquaman. Yes. Uh, Aquaman can communicate with sea creatures. If, like Aquaman, you could communicate with your preferred misunderstood water creature, what would you try to tell them? If, Rebecca, if you could just telepathically communicate with sharks, what would you say to them? I mean, please don't eat me would probably be the number one. Because I, I, I do surf, and I, I had my first ever interaction with a shark last year. I was in um, Half Moon Bay surfing alone, and I know you're not supposed to, but it's better. And uh, a fin popped up about 10 feet from me, and aimed at me. <laughs> and uh, I later realized that there was a, an enormous sea lion that was nearby, and I think that's what he was like, maybe that fat chick is <laughs> this giant sea lion I would like to eat. Oh, wait, no, she's not. And he uh, turned at the last second and fucked off. And uh, so if I had power in that instance, it would definitely be, please don't eat me. And then if I had an extra moment, it would be like, please eat this list of people. <laughs> <laughs> you try to make the shark your personal assassin. <laughs> yeah, because, like, everybody goes near the ocean at some point. <laughs> so when you go to the ocean now, do you have your uh, Arya Stark list in your mind to try yeah. to communicate to? I will now, because I never considered it before, but absolutely. Okay, everything about that is delightful. I Just the... Imagining you just surfing away and trying to broadcast, I am not a sea lion. I am not a sea lion. Please murder these humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who's a sea lion? Donald Trump. <laughs> you didn't have to say it. We all knew. Yeah. But... Uh, I went with the easy option there, but the also Mark option. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Very stringy though. Like my powers of like telekinesis would have to be strong because again, he's a he's a toothpick that was once in an olive like the shark does not want him it would have to be purely because the shark understands how Facebook has negatively impacted the human race and he would have to care about it you are really breaking down my serious questions to their practical reality yeah. does a shark comprehend the social damage of Facebook yeah. that's what we're trying to figure out here tonight how about you Trace uh, if you could telepathically communicate with the creature what would you try to say to him 
a list of murder victims? Uh, well, the, excuse me. I, I think the shark takes care of people better. He doesn't really have teeth, as far as we know. We don't really know. I, I might have misled you when I thought he was eating fish. He might be more like... Swallowing fish. Or maybe just more into pudding. Fish yeah. pudding. Fish pudding. Just, just, just gummy nap. <laughs> well, like, a, like it has a baleen system. You get the krill out of, like... Yeah. Or whatever that is in... He has some filtration yeah. system. Okay. Because his mouth doesn't really open and close that well, either. No. If you watch. So it's, it's either, like, whatever happens in there, you know, and any given day, a fish... Yeah. He, he looks like he's always mildly offended, the creature. It's pretty great. I have creature yeah. questions. So does that mean he, does he only kill for sport? When you're t- saying he basically like unzips these men. Well, fun and sport is kind of a <laughs> narrow line. But, but you know, he doesn't eat it's, every it's, part of the no, buffalo. No, no, no. He's, de- he's defending himself. Yeah. He's defending himself and his, his fish man cave. You could still <laughs> use him as an assassin, though, in that case. Would you ask him to kill, or would you, you would, ask something you would else? Weaponize him? him. You would weaponize. I mean, I would weaponize the shark. So I think yes. it's pretty clear that in Wep- this the sharks instance, are already also... weaponized, aren't they? Well, no. One end is eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's true of you as well. So just FYI. I'm going to defend Trace here and say his head is for more things than eating. <laughs> <laughs> I have agree evidence. to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you wouldn't broadcast any other thought or wish to him. I would try to tell him to get away from these guys that are coming to attack him or to, you know, eventually condos, you know, <laughs> it, one boat, it takes one boat full of white people. Look at Fort Lauderdale. And suddenly you, oh, you know, I thought you meant you wanted him to invest. <laughs> like like the one thought I want you to know is, is get into property. Like that's, that's, there's no bubble there. But it's all uh, waterfront. It has to right. be. So well, and with, with climate change, that's actually a really smart investment for an aquatic creature. So we're all going to answer to the gill man eventually. Well, let's, let's find out about that, because the, the next question I want to ask you is who you think would win in a fight between the creature and how about a cookie-cutter shark? Between those two, who would oh. win in a fight underwater or in a moist alley? In a moist alley, I, I would say uh, the creature would because cookie cutter sharks again—they're just—it's just the littlest nibble, and and he sounds like a fighter. So cookie cutter sharks are, are kind of pussies. If 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 I could substitute in a great white, like great whites are legitimately fucking terrifying. That's the one I saw in Half Moon Bay, by the way. Um, they like their little bites. The reason why they're such a big problem is that. Uh, you know, they don't want to eat a human, um, but they, you know, they'll take a little bite to be like, are you a seal? Oh, ugh, ugh, gross. No, get out of here. But they're a little, again, they're fucking 20 feet long. So their little bite has just, just destroyed you. Okay. So, so you feel, you feel the shark would win a If it's a great a white, yes, because clearly the creature is to, um, he seems like he has feelings. Does he have feelings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. the great white does not. He will fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. the creature is very emotive. Yeah. Uh, Trace, who do you think would win? Uh, same kind of shark, the cookie cutter. Sure, shark. yeah. Uh, I, think, um, I, th- I think the shark might be the one that takes him down. Because he doesn't taste like a human. He tastes like fish. Oh, that's a good point. Go, he's probably very mm, fatty. Wow, that is delicious <laughs> Gilman. <laughs> I, w- I wonder what the rest of them taste yeah, like. He's got yeah. those omega-3s. Yep. Yeah, so I, you guys solved it. The shark would eat the creature yeah. and yes, then yes. get access to the condo rights. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> totally take care of it. Uh, I noticed a fascinating fact about sharks while I was researching that uh, obviously we've all heard about the the alleged sharks all have to keep moving forward but I also read that it, that sharks sometimes sleep by still moving forward and also with their eyes open oh yeah 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 which I also recently discovered uh, huskies do not the moving but they'll sleep with their eyes open apparently it's very creepy okay so my question is if you could do that as a human if you could sleep with your eyes open while constantly moving forward, would you want to do that? Joseph, I'm about to blow your mind. 
I already do. <laughs> Consider my mind blown as I, you lie to me. It's not a lie. And if you would like to ask my uh, sexual partner, you can. Uh, I will uh, get up in the middle of the night. I will have full conversations. Most of them are uh, unintelligible. But um, I, I'm completely asleep. I have no idea I'm doing it. I'm moving. I'm talking. My eyes are open. I'm asleep. Okay. You know, do you remember this at all when you wake up? No, not unless I'm starting, like, if I wake up while I'm doing it, I might, like, what'll, what'll happen is I'll be saying, oh, the man's about to jump through the ceiling and murder us. Like, can we do something about this? And, you know, my boyfriend will say, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'll be like, look, it's the, it's this, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get back in bed. <laughs> like, so I'll, I'll, like, sometimes remember the end of it when that happens. But okay. Now, now that you mention it, I feel like maybe I'm part shark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's my shark brain. Do, Do you I feel mean? related to sharks when you hear a story that you have been basically being like a shark, moving around, eyes open while sleeping? Yeah. Um, what's what do you call a furry but for sharks? A finny? I'm a finny now. I'm a finny. Thank you for answering your own question on that one. A, a scaly, I think. A scaly? Is the tech. Yeah. No, yeah. that's for lizards. Sharks don't have scales, Trace. Oh, that's right. We're talking shark. Yeah. Uh, they have that, that weird Does porous Does the creature skin. have scales? He's kind of got, like, scales, suggested scales. Is he amphibious or a lizard? Well, he has gills, right? Yeah, so he's, he's amphibious. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to impose anything on him. Oh, you don't want to... Yeah, you don't want to... How about you, Trace? Do you want to be able to sleep like the sharks? Eyes wide open, moving forward at all times? No, no. I, I want to be like completely almost this close to death when I'm sleeping. <laughs> Not far enough in where they can't get me out, but I want a nice, restful sleep. I don't want to go anywhere or look at anything. That's, yeah, that, what that's sleep the right is. answer. Yeah. It's, it's fucking horrible, I by can, the way. Yeah. And yeah. what I think of is like, oh, this is how it's going to be when I'm like, if I ever reach the age of like 90 and I have, you know, Alzheimer's or something, that's what it feels like. And it's fucking horrible. So. Okay. Well, I was trying to have kind of a fun question about a silly thing, but, um, <laughs> but thanks for making me feel bad about your sleepwalking. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to a fun quiz. Fun. Uh, Trace, the first question is for you. What percentage score does Creature from the Black Lagoon have on Rotten Tomatoes? I never looked it up because I don't want to know that. Okay. What do you think it should be? 98. 90? 90, oh, wow. 2% down from 100. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, quick math there, Joseph. It's <laughs> the best math all, you're going to see from me tonight. Proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you want to steal, Rebecca? How, what percentage do you think it has on Rotten 72. Tomatoes? 72. Very close. Trace, do you want to guess again? No, he doesn't get another guess. He already guessed 98. This is my dumb podcast. Price is it's not right, like rules. A, I win. There's not like a council of secret people who are going to like, well, we have to check that answer. Judges, it's a podcast about judges. sharks and the creature from the Black Lagoon. I can yeah, do what I fucking want. the most serious want. thing. Trace, do you want another guess? Uh, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that answer is correct, because I can. <laughs> One point to Trace. Damn, no, not fair. Rebecca. Wait, what was the answer? Oh, did you want to know? It's, no. It's 84%, which is See, really I quite good. close this without going over. It doesn't, no one cares about the actual score. Okay. Everyone cares about me being closest, and so I should get the point. <laughs> good to know what you think everyone cares about. We will find out at the end. Uh, this is a question for you, Rebecca. Okay. According to Wikipedia... What is the average number of fatalities worldwide per year from unprovoked shark attacks? Unprovoked? Unprovoked. Where the sharks are just like, yeah. I mean, most of them are, I think all of, technically, I think all of them are provoked. Uh, but So your first answer is the question is incorrect. Yes. Got it. Um, I'm going to say 12. Trace, would you like to guess? 48. <laughs> that is significantly higher than reality. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's 4.3. Okay. Yeah, so, it's it's anywhere from usually it's anywhere from 5 to 15% is no. the is the annual number of fatalities uh, from shark attacks. Okay, but you feel philosophically there's no such thing as an unprovoked shark attack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, because like again, like it's not like it's you know, 
we're in their home, you know, if I die from a shark eating me, like, it's not a shark attack. Right. It's, it, like, saying it's an attack, um, it makes you think, like, oh, this shark is looking for a, a human victim, <laughs> and they zeroed in on me, and he came and he got me. Well, maybe it's because someone like, telepathically gave them a list. <laughs> there. And you're on it. And I'd be, you know what? They're probably a friend, and they know that's how I want to go. <laughs> All right, I give you five points. Thank you. <laughs> Trace, uh, there have been two novelizations of Creature from the Black Lagoon. Why? <laughs> Just lots of descriptions of what water looks like, I guess, people like. I'm sorry, you didn't let him finish. Why did I not do that first? <laughs> Great idea. The question is, what are the names of the authors? Ooh. Oh, bo- novelizations? Yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea. My my um, my passion, my uh, obsession with the creature doesn't go that deep. Okay, so you haven't tracked down the two different novelizations. I would never have considered even thinking there would have been. <laughs> All right, I would like to. I would like to steal. All right, go ahead. I'm going to say number one, Neil Gaiman definitely wrote a novelization of the creature. That is incorrect. What's your second incorrect guess? Number two. Um, what's the name of the guy that wrote all those James Bond books? Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. <laughs> Ian Fleming <laughs> did not write. He was it. sick of the the spy shit. To be fair, he did write Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is right? almost completely not like any kind of creature. Yeah, yeah it's been, been, thank you. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang from the Black Lagoon is definitely <laughs> a novel. Uh, part of the reason I asked this question is I just wanted to say these people's names out loud uh, and. <laughs> One was written by Virgo Stanton, and the other was written by Carl Dreadstone. Oh, I, I was definitely going to say that. Also, he's in Game of Thrones. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Virgo Stanton, I think, wrote just like a kind of normal one in the 50s, but then Carl Dreadstone was like, I can do this better in the 70s, and he wrote a new version that follows the basic story, except for the creature is massive and crushes the men... <laughs> with his body. Oh. Also, it's the 70s. I bet he fucks a lot. <laughs> you know, Wikipedia didn't tell me. There wasn't a line that said, he fucks a lot. Source needed? Guys, guys, you can edit Wikipedia during this show. Just throwing that out there. Okay, here's a bonus question for you, Trace. Uh, if you were going to write a novelization of Creature from the Black Lagoon, what would your pen name be? Uh, Albert Fishman. <laughs> so somebody going down the list would be Vargo Stanton, Carl Dreadstone, Albert Fishman. He must know the source material. <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, Trace fucks a lot. <laughs> source needed. Uh, all right, I'm going to give that 25 points because I can. Uh, Rebecca, according to Wikipedia, what shape is a, stark, uh, is a shark's stomach? What shape? What shape, according to Wikipedia... What shape is a shark's stomach? Which is harder to say than I realized when I wrote down this question. Three more times. Three more times? All right, I'll take it. Shark's stomach. Uh, According to Wikipedia, what shape is a shark's stomach? Shark's stomach. Shark's stomach. All right, that was actually impressive. Thank you. Uh, Oblate spheroid. (laughs) Uh, I'll give you a hint. They think it is shaped like a letter. Like a letter? Yeah. What letter in the alphabet do you think it is shaped like? Oh, I was about to say uh, eight and a half by 11. <laughs> uh, thank you to this person over here who snorted. <laughs> no one people else. love their paper-sizing no jokes. Else. Do some A4 material and people will die. <laughs> Former Kinko's manager over here just dying. <laughs> uh, uh, what letter of the alphabet? Maybe a V. I would say a V. A V-shaped stomach. Yeah, why not? Because you gotta you gotta point toward the butthole, <laughs> right? You but, wanna you wanna collect all the stuff and you wanna point it right towards that butthole. <laughs> okay, so there are two entry points to a stomach, but then it combines to the V. Well, you should make sharks. Uh, Maybe according, I do just. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, it is a J-shaped stomach, uh, and Wikipedia says. Oh, that'd be going right back out through the mouth. Well, here's what it says. Unwanted items may never get past the stomach, and instead the shark either vomits or turns its stomachs inside out 
and ejects unwanted items from its mouth. Oh, yeah, that was me last night. So I actually <laughs> might be related to sharks. <laughs> You're part shark. Huh? I literally barfed up a license plate, Joseph. <laughs> I love how when I asked you a weird question that required imagination, you were like, let me tell you some shark facts. And now you're over here with, like, fucking Bugs Bunny vomiting up a license plate. Sorry, the weed kicked in. <laughs> All right, I give you 15 points for the weed kicking in. Trace, uh, there is a music sting almost every time we see the creature. Uh, do you, will you would you be interested in doing an, an impression of the music sting? You know this movie well. I do it. Uh, I do know it well. <clears throat> it it goes dan dan dan. Sorry, I'm out of voice. <laughs> I understand. If there was a music sting that played every time anybody saw you, <laughs> what would you want it to be? That sting, absolutely. <laughs> And even if you just glanced away and looked back at me, you'd get the same thing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Like, it, you're continually surprised that something amazing isn't there. So every time someone isn't looking you at you, it resets. So say you walk into Chipotle, dun, yes. dun, dun, and then yeah. the person making your burrito looks down. Yes. They look up again. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. yep. Constantly. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. If I were to pick a music sting for Trace, it would be Don't Stand So Close to Me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to the guy in the, in the back. Ah, uh, the one sting fan. Yeah, it was a, a sting joke. Ah, uh, sting joke. Okay. I thought it was random cruelty. I see. It, it works was both. better. <laughs> it was both. All right. Well, Rebecca, I'll ask you two. If there was a music sting every time that you walked into a room, what would you want it to be? <laughs> you don't need to do the whole thing. <laughs> I know the second I speak, she's gonna. <laughs> all right. Oh god damn it! All right, I know the game we're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right, all right. <laughs> all right, uh, Rebecca. Here's your final question: True or false? Aquaman is cool now. False. What? Uh. Ugh, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't care that it's an unpopular opinion. That movie was so bad. I enjoyed every second of it. It was horrible. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that it's not the character you're reacting to, the film itself. Yeah, 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 the film. Also the character. I mean, what is he? He's just a knockoff Namor. <laughs> Right? All right. Getting getting deep cut. Yeah. Namor has not been in the Marvel yeah. movies yet. All right. Fair enough. Uh, how do you feel about Aquaman, Trace? Uh, I don't like the movie. I think it was horrible. And when I see it, I'll confirm that. Uh, <laughs> I was more of a uh, Submariner fan. And I yeah. think he's totally got his, his, his scene was We're taken. We're on the same. Yeah. Oh, wait, you meant the Submariner. Oh, not Namor, sorry. It's Namor the Submariner that you're talking no, about. No, no, but you're talking about the bad guy in the movie? Or you're talking about... No, the, the, oh. the, in the comics. You are talking about Namor. Little Pants, Swims, you, that guy. You're successfully having a the... who's on first conversation <laughs> about underwater superheroes. <laughs> it's the best fucking thing ever. All right, but we're going to move on. Uh, I'm going to have you guys do a little bit of role-playing, all right? Are you ready? Love it. You're both travel agents, and I want to go diving either in shark-infested waters or the Black Lagoon. Try to sell me on why I should do your thing. So, uh, Trace, you're you're playing a uh, travel agent. You're trying to sell me on going to the Black Lagoon. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hello, I am a customer of the travel agent place. Hey, great. Uh, have you been to uh, the Amazon? Uh, I haven't. Have you been to South America? I haven't. You need to go. Uh, and as a bonus, we won't fly you spirit. Uh, we'll take you by boat up to this gorgeous little pool. It's, it's like a, a, a jewel in the Amazon. It's called the Black Lagoon. Okay, that doesn't sound jewel-like. That sounds creepy. Uh, it, it's black in the way a black pearl it shimmers and pulls you in, and you really want to swim in that pearl. Okay. Uh, it's like swimming in a, in a dark pearl. Exactly. That's okay. what people who have uh, commented say. So it's, it's really the best vacation value Okay. Uh, if you're a woman. 
<laughs> I, I personally am not a woman. Uh, is, is there anything else uh, that would... I mean, I don't know why women like it better. Is there a reason for that? Uh, you can stay on the boat. Uh, okay. And be mauled. <laughs> what? It's, it's the package that we offer. You can be uh, attractive uh, girlfriend to a fish man or... Uh, we didn't explain that part to you. Did no, the way, I didn't hear yeah. about the fish man. I, I, I'm, my mind's still a little bit yeah, on the spirit that's, that's stuff. That's the package is... that I would uh, opt for. But if, as a man, you stay on the boat and get mauled. Okay, so I don't even go in the water. I'm just like reading and eating breakfast cereal. You and could go something... in the water, but then you'd be mauled and drowned. <laughs> okay, so if I stay on the boat, I just get mauled. Yes. But if I go into this beautiful diamond of a lagoon... Yes, you're already sold. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, can I can I talk to your compatriot here at oh, the travel course. agent, please? Uh, what do you, what do you have to offer me? Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, we have uh, flights departing tomorrow, actually, for three dollars, and you can go to waters that are absolutely filled with beautiful, amazing fish. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Are they going to maul me? I mean, how do you feel about your current body shape? <laughs> I have a few plant pounds I'd like to take off. Great. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Would you like them taken off in, I don't know, the, uh, the shape of a star or a heart or a half a gingerbread man? Like, I don't, I'm not sure. So, like, like a half a gingerbread man would be taken yeah, like out of right my gut? Yeah, like right now, right now you have like a big ugly gut. We can all see it. I'm sorry to bring it up. But what if instead of that, you had like... Like a medium ugly gut with a half of a star. Uh huh. Just cut into it. Uh, it, it sounds very painful. It, will no, it be painful? No. How high do you like to get in general? <laughs> do you mean like marijuana? No. Uh, that's not going to be enough. No. <laughs> no. Have you heard of um, methamphetamines? I sure have. Right. Uh, <laughs> It, you won't feel a thing. Um, yeah, and you'll you'll be floating around. It's going to be great. Also, you know, you like being in the water, right? Yeah. And you like going underwater. Yeah. Do you like seeing shit? Uh, yeah. Yeah, great. So you don't want to go to the fucking Black Lagoon, do you? <laughs> this is perhaps the best travel agency I've ever been to. So much violence and swearing. I want to uh, see what the audience thinks about who won this quiz. So please applaud uh, for one or the other. Do you think Rebecca won the quiz? Do you think Trace won the quiz? Oh, that's that's neck and neck. That's neck and neck, you guys. I got a smattering. No, oh, you, you both had a smattering, so let's do it one more time and only vote for the person you actually care about. Be brutal. <laughs> For Rebecca. All right, for Trace. I'm from out of town. Definitely, yeah. Trace, your fans fans are louder. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca has like two more, I think, because she keeps talking about killing people. Yeah, yeah. Who do you want killed? I'll tell my shark to kill him. All right, we're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Uh, We'll start with you, Trace. Do you think about the creature from the Black Lagoon every day? Yes, I do. Multiple times during the day, and that's not lying. Um, I have, in my office, uh, I have a lot of little figurines. Uh, They're not dolls. Uh, (laughs) They're tributes. And there's a lot. There's more Frankenstein, admittedly. uh, But... We've talked about that. Uh, and there's a few creatures, um, a few books about creatures, not the novels, but I'm going to get those. Uh, <laughs> graphic novels uh, that I've got. And uh, uh, the films uh, are almost always on, on the player. So you are always watching it. You are always thinking about the creature. I yeah, it's not right. <laughs> you know he's telling the truth because you can tell he's extremely embarrassed by this. Is it body language? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're literally you're yeah. folding in on yourself. Yeah. Like I've just become a sphincter. Yeah, you're about rolling to be backwards. Uh, yeah, just a I, sphincter who loves the creature from the Black Lagoon. I just what, hey. Aren't we all? 
No, I, I, I shouldn't like it as much. I don't even know if I like it. Can you be obsessed over something and kind of just like be, uh, maybe it's, it's the Helsinki thing, you know? <laughs> it owns me. <laughs> no, I think it makes perfect sense. Obviously, I would assume you saw it at a relatively young age. You became obsessed with it. The creature is easy to identify with because it is just like, hey, I just want to live life. He yeah, seems curious, yeah. and then people are just brutal to him. Yes. Yeah, I saw it as a kid on TV. Then I saw it in 3D in the theater. As I said, I took up scuba diving. Uh, and I will not go in the water because of sharks. Really? I will not go in the ocean anymore. Because of sharks. Even after I've I've talked so much about how sharks are not they don't want to eat you. But they try. No, they don't try. They're trying to eat other things. I you know, just get in the way. I don't want to get in the way of no, somebody's mouth. Right. That's but fair. I mean that I don't I don't want that to be my last thought as a shark bites into me is like I was just in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. That's the story of my life. It's going to be on my gravestone. Are you kidding? All right. Rebecca, do you think about sharks every day? I do. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, I'm not embarrassed by it, but... I'm not it... embarrassed anymore. <laughs> Trace is cool and relaxed now. Yeah, he just did his version of man-spreading, yeah. and it, there's, like, there's six inches between his knees. Oh, wait, that wasn't... No, that's not... I'm going to move on. <laughs> I meant, like, you're... You weren't man. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I do because I, I I surf, so I'm always checking the surf report. And ever since the shark incident where I I met a shark, I do think about it every single time. I'm like, well, this might be the day a shark bites me. But you have total acceptance because you still go surfing, and you're just like, if it happens, it happens. It's yeah. just because they think I'm a sea lion. It's, so be it. It's extraordinarily rare, and uh, I know that like logically, and also I derive so much. Uh, mental uh, goodness from going out surfing, just being in the ocean makes me sane. And so it's, you know, it's like I also take uh, antidepressants that come with a warning that's like, you might kill yourself from this. And, and which I, you know, it's, it is hilarious. You're allowed to laugh at it. Like, um, uh, but, you know, in the, Every day, I feel better about myself, even though I know that there's always this risk that comes along with it. Yeah. But yeah. it's worth it because every day I, I get to be happy and normal. And so that's how I feel about sharks and surfing. Cool, cool. Uh, Trace, would you unfollow someone on social media who constantly mocked the creature from a black lagoon? Um, no. Really? Even if it's something you love and you just like you have a friend who's just like every day complaining about what a bad movie it is, creature's I, I, dumb. I like to be challenged. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it's good to hear another point of view. <laughs> yeah. But who is it? Because fuck that guy. <laughs> I understand you. shark to bite that asshole. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be the creature from the echo chamber. I understand. Uh, Rebecca, would you unfollow someone who was constantly complaining about sharks or saying incorrect facts about sharks? Absolutely, 100%. It would be the same for me as, like, any other science denier. You know, like, I unfollowed Kelly Slater, the greatest surfer the world has ever known, because he said that women were more likely to get bitten by sharks on their period, which is not true. Whoa. Fuck Kelly Slater. Greatest surfer of all time, dumb as fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if aliens came to Earth and you were the person assigned to greet them, Trace, would you show them the film, The Creature from the Black Lagoon? Not right away. <laughs> how long would it take? Let's see how we get along first. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give many ideas. Well, so if you took them, like, around the actual physical world and they started to get, like, oh, you do these things with cars and there are cities and all that, and then, like, oh, you sometimes you go to the screen and it tells you stories, and they got all of that, and you was like, I get to pick the first film they see, would it be Creature? It might be, in 3D. <laughs> Just to really freak the aliens yeah, out. Yeah, the shitty 3D with the blue and the red. Oh, no, yeah. what if they get motion yeah. sickness? What do you think aliens would take from that? Because if, imagining the aliens were coming here going, we, we're, we're here in peace. We want to see if this uh, species on this planet is going to be peaceful. Do you think they'd get a good lesson from the Creature from the Black Lagoon about, hey, maybe approach people with kindness uh, or else they'll maul you? <laughs> I, I think they maybe the message is they'd uh, approach us more with caution because we are rage animals, <laughs> just in varying degrees of temperament. Okay. But, 
Do you think if aliens saw the movie, they'd be like, okay, we're done with you humans. Let's go find the creature. If they were good aliens, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why is there only one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so Rebecca, uh, same question for you. Aliens come to Earth, you get to greet them. Would you be like, right away, let's go to the ocean, let me show you some sharks? 100% yes. Because they need to see, like, if you show an alien who has never been to our planet before, like, we are one branch of evolution. Here's where the other branch led. You should be talking to us. Like, obviously, <laughs> like, we've come a long-ass way. Uh, and it actually would be a really fascinating look for, you know, an alien who is technologically literate enough to have traveled to our planet. Um, it would actually be really fascinating for them to see an animal that has remained basically unchanged by evolution for millions and millions of years and to compare that with a human who has changed so much in the last 10,000 years. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be talking to scientists. You know, they don't send the Marines first. Like, it's going to be, <laughs> the aliens are nerds and they're going to want to see, like, show us what you know. And we're like... All right, here's here's our family tree. You okay, know? I am gonna forever change this question, and any time I ask, I'm gonna ask if aliens came to Earth and they're fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's assumed. <laughs> All right, next question, uh, Trace. Would you get a tattoo of Aquaman over my entire body? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so like, is 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 Aquaman one. mapped over you? Yes, yes. He'd be scaled down to my size, and I would have Jason Momoa <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Again, with my musical sting, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Insanely remarkable. You walk in, like, is that Jason Momoa? Kind of? Da, da, da. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Rebecca, would you get Jason Momoa tattooed all over your body? I get Jason Momoa all over my body. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I do. Like, not uh, tattooed. I, uh, I want him to put his dick in me. Yes. Yes, I understand. Repeatedly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's generally how it works. <laughs> Sorry, it's just... Anyway, I'm going to move on. I'm no, not I've gonna... stopped listening. Nope, I, no, now I'm... I've just got, like, a video in my head. Uh, you keep talking. All right, well, you let the video here. play. Uh, would you get a tattoo of Aquaman for any reason ever? No. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm sorry. And I have, like, I have a water-themed uh, tattoo uh, that I'm planning to turn into a whole water-themed thing. Aquaman will never enter into the tattoo. Okay, what if it was not Aquaman, but it was simply Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa's face. I mean, he's not going to want to look at himself while he's... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> if you met the... Uh, uh, Trace, if you met the creature from the Black Lagoon in real life, but a bear came along and tried to kidnap the creature, would you try to stop the bear from harming the creature? Uh, well, it would be my duty. Uh, <laughs> is that your duty? <clears throat> well, you know, he's picking one animal picking on another animal. I don't think that's fair. And the bear has an advantage because he's on dry land. It's his turf. It's true. Yeah. So, so you are committed to stopping bullying. <laughs> in any form, in any species. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, so what, what would you do if you saw a bear? Well, having no skills and being completely uh, a wuss, I would run. Hoping that would help. Maybe the bear would chase me. That's all I got. <laughs> Hopefully, I, just the sound of your stings yeah. well, there, there was would no, draw the bear. Yeah, there was no like, oh, and you have a gun or anything. <laughs> no, there so, isn't. I, I picture Trace just running away, yelling over his shoulder, "I'm trying to help." <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rebecca. Same question for you. You see a bear attacking a shark somewhere, somehow. Do you intervene? Why the fuck would I intervene in that? Because you care about sharks? You're obsessed with sharks? No! <laughs> no, it's a bear. The bear is like, like you know, the bear is at the top of the fucking food chain. Bears are 
fucking terrified. Are you kidding me? Like, have you never heard that like thing? Like, oh, when you meet a bear, like if if it's black, lay back. If it's brown, get down. Uh, I have never heard you're that. Gonna, no, you're gonna fucking die. Is the okay. end of it? Like you're just gonna die. Bears will murder you. Okay, would you try the? And tra- they want to. Unlike a shark, the bear wants to murder you. Is there science? Be- yes. That yes. bears, bears. Or yes. There's a bear sitting somewhere right now in its cave, going, "God, I want to murder him." It's got a list on this cave wall, and Joseph Scrimshaw is number one. Why? So what did I do to bears? Joseph, I don't know why. I'm just trying to tell you the facts. <laughs> so, if anyone sees a bear tonight, let us know. But it's it, what I'm saying is <laughs> a great summary of your very articulate argument. What I'm saying is that the shark does not want to eat you. The bear 100% wants you dead. Oh, okay. So, like, people should be more scared of bears. So just never go in the woods. <laughs> the ocean is fine. Bears will fuck you up. Have you guys seen Grizzly Man? I live in the woods. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> I've seen bears on my driveway. They're going to murder you. Oh, jeez. Do the- <laughs> See, this is what I hear when you say you don't go in the ocean because of sharks. I decide not to go in the ocean because I don't want to be eaten. And now I live in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the apex predator of our continent. Like, they're number, well, they're number two after us because we have guns. But you don't have a gun. Do you have a gun? Um, You're going to die. No, uh, there wasn't one in the scenario. Uh, Oh, right. I don't have a gun. I'm a. Yeah, I mean, in real life, a bear's going to murder you. It's going to happen. It's 100%. Okay. You have been more passionate in your hatred of bears than your love of sharks. In conclusion, bears are dicks. Well, great. The next time I see a bear, I'm going to wait and see if it just stares at me and then brings its paw up and does the eye thing where it's like, I'm watching you with its little paw, and then I'm going to be terribly frightened. All right, the only uh, way you can win is to throw a shark at it. <laughs> Literally the only way you can beat a bear. All right, I will keep that safety tip in mind that I'm sure is trained by the Boy Scouts. Keep a shark with you at all times. Uh, I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Uh, Rebecca, we'll start with you. What kind of noise can you make to sum up your obsession with sharks? Oh, no, I'm dying because the shark bit me, but he didn't actually want to eat me, but now I'm bleeding to death. I went into his home, and it's my fault. (laughs) It's my fault. Excellent. Trace, what kind of noise can you make? (laughs) It's on again. (laughs) Yay. That's the sheer level of delight you yes. have in the creature yes. from the Black Lagoon. That oh, is I thought beautiful. that was the sound the creature made because I still haven't seen the movie, and I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, yeah they uh, they actually used a pig to make the noise for the sh- the creature in the movie. Can you do a? Can you do that? A pig? I don't like pork. The creature? No, I just did my. No, yeah, it was a good no, because he's no, it's a pig noise. I can't make that noise. Yeah, that was a beautiful right. noise. It uh, was. So I, I like to have people rate their obsession. So on a scale of 1 to 1,000, 1,000 being the highest, 1 being the lowest, Trace, how obsessed do you think you are without curling up your body? Well, this talk has helped a lot. So <laughs> I, I yeah, think, what does Trace owe you? And is our time up? <laughs> I, I think I'm maybe 60%. Okay. You know, we should meet again and maybe talk a, a little bit more. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm feeling pretty comfortable about 60. 60? Yeah. Uh, out of 1,000? Or yes. 60%? No, uh, uh, 600 out of 1,000. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll meet and talk again. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We'll do an obsess for every one of the creature films <laughs> and the books. <laughs> that would be obsessive. <laughs> that would be obsessive. Rebecca, how obsessed are you with sharks? One to 870. Very specific. Okay. Why do you feel you're that high? I mean, I... I'm passionate about them. Like, obviously, I haven't shut up about them except for a brief uh, excursion to talk about bears. Um, I just, you know, I love them. I think they're amazing creatures. And, um, and, I, and I, like, I, I love to tell people about them. I want people to know about them. And also, I want to get more people surfing and stuff. And I think that the more you understand about sharks, then the, the more comfortable you get with the ocean, actually. Cause I, and 
Ultimately, it's not even just about getting people surf. I usually don't want people to surf because then they're crowning my waves, bro. <laughs> uh, I want people to care about the ocean in general because the oceans are so important. They are such an integral part of uh, humanity. And, like, we cannot survive without the oceans and without everything the oceans do for us. So I'm, I'm – and sharks are, you know, they're the apex predator of the ocean. It's important to understand them. Right. It's the only way that humans can survive a bear attack. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that shark straight at that fucking bear. Excellent. Uh, here are our final questions. They don't have anything to do with our main topic. They're just weird, fun questions. Trace, if you could have a clone of yourself, would you want one? Definitely. Okay. That was fast. Uh, I've always wanted a clone. Yes. What would you, when you think about having a clone, what, what do you do with it? Uh, I would look at parts of my own body that I can't look at <laughs> on my own. First thing, right? Right away. What's I'm the back sorry, of my... you've heard of the mirror, right? <laughs> oh, there's spots the mirror won't go. <laughs> In the mirror won't have an honest, frank discussion with you, yeah. right? That's great. Uh, Rebecca... Uh, which would you rather be able to shoot out of your hands, lightning or a breakfast cereal? And I get to pick the cereal? Sure. Ooh. Could I do, like, Lucky Charm so one hand is marshmallows and one hand is the shit nobody wants? Yes. if so, then that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That. I shoot See, the shit nobody wants at my enemies, you know, like a fire hose, just blast them down. <laughs> And then I'd shoot the other shit into a bowl. <laughs> and by the other shit, you mean the marbits, the, the, the marshmallow marshmallows. things. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you would just simply feed on marbits. Yeah, yeah. Did you know you also, for like $10 on Amazon, you can get a bag of the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. I did not know that. Yeah, and you can ship them to anybody. It's, it's, my, <laughs> it's my go-to Christmas present or whatever. It's like, here's 10 pounds of Lucky Charms marshmallows. If you sent that to me, I would just assume that's the packing and you didn't send me an actual <laughs> present. You're lost, man. You're lost. <laughs> All right, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Trace, to you, what is happiness? Oh, I think just sitting around with good friends and chatting. <laughs> like this. Aww. That's very sweet. Very sweet. And having a beer beforehand. And a beer beforehand. Rebecca, how about for you? You've answered this question many times. You've been a frequent guest, and I thank you for it, especially on our live shows. You're great. What is happiness to you? Well, I'll go with the theme. And, and you know, honestly, happiness to me really is sitting on a surfboard in the ocean, just watching wildlife uh you know I, I took a friend out a few years ago and i was teaching her to surf and we sat on our surfboards and literally a pod of dolphins breached within 20 feet of us and i'm like oh yeah no that's normal <laughs> it's just it's magical and wonderful and i think it's important to be uh, alone in your thoughts but also to like connect with nature and and to to understand like how vast and amazing and weird our world is cool uh i have to say that i always go to you last for what is happiness because i never suspect that you will say something genuinely sincere (laughs) (laughs) and now where's my laugh line to end the damn podcast also 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 telepathically telling a shark to kill your enemy (laughs) there we go that is our podcast Listening to Obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. The shark cruises the ocean bottoms looking for something that looks like a seal but isn't. He goes to take the tiniest bite. Because he's a tiny biter. And realizes he does not like human. And he eats a bear. <laughs> <laughs>